1: welcome back to the pulse of st louis an historic cemetery in north st louis took a big hit during the storms earlier this month this is a look at bell fountain cemetery in arboretum on west Florissant. several trees were uprooted many more were damaged when severe weather rolled through july first the one hundred and seventy four-year-old treasure landmark turning 175 next year draws visitors from all over the country here to talk not just about the storm damage, but also the rich history of Bell Fountain Cemetery and Arboretum. We have three special guests. Sherry Smith is the president and CEO of Bell Fountain Cemetery and Arboretum. Joe Shields is Bell Fountain Cemetery Development Director. And Dan Fuller. Dan is the volunteer coordinator at the cemetery and Arboretum. Welcome to you all. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Sherry, let's start with... What's been happening? You guys have seen all kinds of weather in almost 175 years, but this storm was pretty intense. Tell us about the damage, you guys.
0: Yeah. Um, so, on as you mentioned, on July 1st, uh, storms rolled through and the cemetery uh, was impacted quite heavily. Uh, we lost roughly... Thirty to forty uh, significant trees, and also probably seventy-five Huge. small ones. That,
1: that first one we just saw.
0: Yeah. They. When when I say significant trees, I mean we. These trees are you know century old, and um, have a large root system. If you you know you see from the photographs, and so we have been working diligently on cleanup. Um, unfortunately, we've had to close to visitors, um, and shut down some of our tours right now, um, because safety is our primary. Um, goal right now we are still conducting funerals for families because that doesn't wait and we still need to memorialize families in the way that they you know they want to see their loved one taken care of and so but we're doing that strategically and making sure that the grounds are cleaned and cleared up enough for them to get in
1: any monuments or buildings that were damaged
0: no uh, damage to our buildings thank goodness but we had a few monuments damaged Um, we will not know the um, the magnitude of that until we get all the trees up and are able to see what's underneath them.
1: What some people might not know is you have a world-class arboretum and as you mentioned you lost some trees but tell me how that affects as I said world-class, your status as an arboretum. Yeah,
0: so we are one of 45 in the world, level three arboretum. Um, We are the first one in the state of Missouri Um, and in order to be a level three arboretum you need to have a tree count of over nine thousand with over 500 woody plant species, and we we do have that. And so really, you know, although this is very difficult for us to see because these trees are magnificent, um, that will not affect our status. That is
1: good news amid everything that has happened. So now I want to talk about why we originally have you guys here, and that's to talk about the incredible history. Uh, The cemetery is nestled in North St. Louis. You have so many... Incredible people, the resting place of some of the most famous people who helped bring St. Louis to life and really make it the gateway to the West. Um, tell us some of the big names, Joe, who were there.
2: Well, I refer to the cemetery as a collision of coincidence because the barons and captains of industry uh, from the 19th and early 20th centuries, they, they all chose Bellefontaine as their final place of rest. So if you take um, even the four industries that St. Louis excelled at in the 19th century, which is manufacturing beer, Coffins and caskets, oddly enough, shoes and tobacco. All, all of the giants and the pioneers of those industries are there. Adolphus Bush, um, the Lewis family, uh, the, the Brown Brothers, Brown Shoe Company. Uh, Wainwright Beer, which would be Ellis Wainwright, and, and, and William Jacob Lent of the Lent Brewery.
1: Eads. I mean, oh, it's James just, yeah, yeah it's incredible. Um, and Dan, as a volunteer coordinator, tell us about how exciting that is yep. You know, in your capacity. So
3: uh, we have many programs and tours that we do. We couldn't do them without our uh, volunteers. The most significant person of historic note, though, is William Clark on our grounds. Um, he died in 1838 and came to us in 1860. And so people have come, literally, as you said before, from all over the world to see his final place of rest. Uh, it's it's something to see if we can just get people up there um, they they won't ever want to leave.
1: That's really amazing and so we're hopeful that once the cleanup and everything's clear people can come back to during to do these tours. Talk about um, Joe your personal connection. This runs in the family if you will.
2: It is so um, I've been a full-time employee for two years but I grew up on the grounds because my family have been private gardeners and florists since the mid-1870s and they worked in and around Bell Fountain Cemetery, and Calvary. So I remember being there as a kid with my family. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just um, it's just an incredible place to to be able to come to every day.
1: And experience history. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Sherry, this, um, I was going into the history. I mean, the website, there's just so much wonderful, I just can't imagine ones like to see it in person. But to know that this was one of the pioneer cemeteries back in the, what, was this the 19th century? Mm-hmm a rural there was a rural cemetery movement tell me what that was all about so
0: you know back before roads existed and um, you know cars uh there were a lot of small cemeteries within cities and um right around the cholera epidemic they started transitioning those cemeteries outside of cities and so bell fountain was formed then so if you think of it this way all those little community cemeteries and church cemeteries um those people who were interred there were, were moved and moved to Bell Fountain and so when you went there uh, back then it was a half a day carriage ride and so families would load up their children they would meet their neighbors out there they would go and take care of their family lots um, you know they were most likely planted with a garden uh, they would bring picnics and spend the day the children would play um, And so the rural cemetery movement uh, was really about family time once, uh, you know, once the families arrived at Belle Fountain.
1: And in some ways it was um, kind of a pioneer.
0: Yes. The
3: oldest garden cemetery west of the Mississippi. Um, The concept actually began at Père Lachaise in Paris, France in 1804 came to the new world in the form of Mount Auburn and came to us in 1849. And one of the gentlemen who was very instrumental in designing us was Almerin Hotchkiss and was secured from Greenwood Cemetery in New York. So they just carried that same concept all the way through.
1: Tell us if you were to walk in now, what would you see? I mean, because there, it, it can be overwhelming to someone.
3: Yep. And, and that's why we always suggest using a guide, because you do have to navigate the 314 acres, 14 miles of roadway, and potentially 87,000 stories. And we do have a tendency of kind of focusing in on the notables, but every story to us is important. And so some of the more unique stories happen at a much you know, lower level than notable Adolphus Bush and William Clark.
1: The architecture, I can't get over it. I mean, you, to see something like that going back to nearly 200 years yeah. is remarkable. Yes.
0: And we do have every type of architecture throughout the cemetery on our mausoleums. Um, our most recent mausoleum was built um, a couple years ago, and that was our first one in 70 years.
1: And that one, we don't, we're not being told who no, is there. Yes, no. and it's a mystery there. Yeah, and
0: it's a beautiful contemporary structure. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, the other thing I think that is extremely interesting that um, I would I would invite people to come out and uh, do is to learn about the iconography. Uh, the iconography are the different symbols and signs mm. that you see on uh, memorialization. And they really tell a story about how the person lived and perhaps how they died. And so we do classes in iconography or tours. Um, but there are many things to see. If you came into Bell Fountain, you're going to probably at first notice um, the gardens. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you're going to notice the, the beautiful structure of the mausoleums and obviously all those trees. And let's we'll talk about the trees because th- that is pretty special. Yeah.
3: So 9,000 trees, as Sherry said before, over 500 different woody species and some significant trees that have been with us even before the cemetery was created 174 years ago now. So uh, luckily through this most recent damage, we haven't seemed to have lost many of those. Um, And this is kind of a natural part for us. We're constantly culling older trees, making room for more trees and unique species. We have some unique species being an arboretum that you won't normally see. Uh, I'm not particularly fond of this name, but we have stinking cedars, for example, (laughs) and maple-leafed oak trees.
1: Yeah, oh, that's incredible. And Joe, one thing to mention is you have a Friends of Fountain. Tell us what that is.
2: We do. So the Friends of Fountain is our 501c3 organization, and it's it's an incredible organization. We partner with many different um, businesses in the communities, and we offer um, many different programs to help out the community.
1: I want to get the information out about the storm damage if you would want to help. Um, you can make a donation, mm-hmm. Sherry, or yes. you can do whatever, really, to, to help.
0: Um, yeah, if, if folks want to make a donation, they can call Joe. Um, they can look on our website or on our social media and there are opportunities on there to make gifts. Um, we know that there are a lot of organizations. We're getting contacted daily about groups that want to come in and volunteer to help us with the cleanup. And we would love to welcome those groups in as soon as it's safe to have them come in and help us out.
1: There is a silver lining, I would I would imagine, yes?
0: Yes,
3: very oh, much so. Oh yeah. This is a part of kind of the natural aspect of the cemetery. We've gone through this before. We will survive, we will move forward, and those missing trees will make room for new trees.
1: It's so nice to know that you, you have been preparing for this in some way because you yes. have trees ready to replace the ones that you sadly lost. Well, what an incredible landmark in North St. Louis, and I encourage everyone to come and visit the cemetery and arboretum once everything's yes. settled
0: everything's down. Settled.
1: Thank you so much to Sherry Smith, to Joe Shields, and Dan Fuller um, from Bell Fountain Cemetery and Arboretum. Thank you. Good Thank you. Thank you. have you here.